Aloha and welcome to the Zeno Podcast, where we talk about how we shape stories and how they shape us. My name is Carly. And I'm Cole. And so we've been pulling from the great diversity here at BYUH recently, and today we're going to continue with that. And so we have invited Addie to tell us a little bit more about Papua New Guinea. Yeah. So go ahead and introduce yourself, maybe your major. Hey, so my name's Adriana, but I go by Addie, and I'm from a little place called Gulf of Papua, and um, I currently major here at Brigham Young University in anthropology, um, intercultural peace building, and Pacific Island studies. Awesome. Impressive. Majors, I know, that's a lot. (laughs) I so try. how did you pick your majors? Like what drew you to um, them? I came here originally to uh, do nursing, but then there's no nursing program over here. So I took anthropology my second semester, and um, it sparked a really big interest in me. So I took anthropology and intercultural peace building and Pacific Island studies all overlap with um, anthropology. So, I, so why not kill... Um, Three birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got into it. There you yeah. go. That's so cool. How do you see all three of those majors working together in the future for you? Um, so I come from a very diverse country, Papua New Guinea. And um, Papua New Guinea has about like 860 different um, languages. And so um, there is a lot of diversity and differences. And so I think anthropology... Um, you know, focuses on the cultural aspects of things as well as intercultural peace building and Pacific because it's in the Pacific Islands. So I thought, okay, if that, uh, you know, covers the spectrum of my country and around the Pacific area, my studies will focus around that, around those um, areas. So, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm always interested in learning about different things and, um, yeah, pursue knowing about the Pacific. So, yeah, this is why it got me into this. Cool. So tell us a little bit about your country, just background for anybody who doesn't know. Um, I don't super know anything about it, but I know that it's kind of north of Australia, right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, it's north of Australia. People in Papua, like we in Papua New Guinea, we say Australia is like the down south. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, Papua New Guinea situated closer to the equator. Um, like I said, it has 860 different languages and there are so many tribes. It's like, really? for instance, one little corner, you turn to another corner, then there's a different language. Wow. And so it's very diverse in the sense that when you, um, you go to one place to another, you learn something different and something new. Mm-hmm. But there is this common common understanding so we use um english and talk pisin as a way of communicating with each other because everyone has a different language yeah. that they're speaking so we only communicate by pigeon or english oh. so yeah um and one thing cool about Papua new guinea is that um it's not always the same. Every day mm-hmm. is different, you know. And it's lo- known as the land of the unexpected. So, really? oh. hey, awesome. when you come, you just expect the unexpected. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you eat whatever you eat today, you expect to eat something different tomorrow. So. Nice. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. And so, pigeon is the kind of the common language within every everyone, English and pigeon yes, together. Yes. Um, 
there's another one there's a third one it's called motu so everyone who you mm-hmm. know usually live in the city areas um know three of these languages but not a lot of do mm-hmm. um talk pigeon was created by um what you call it a lot of the um colonizers who came mm-hmm. they it was like a let's say it's a creole creole language oh yeah 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 created by them so that you know mm-hmm. they could communicate with the locals and so it became oh, okay. part of us yeah um we have german influences japanese influences and british wow yeah so i think world war Two was when the japanese and the german mm-hmm. overtook and the the other region mm-hmm. of papua new guinea so that's how we yeah that's how it is yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is an independent country yes right? it yeah. is yeah that's awesome we were governed by a straight like by Australia for a while, and then okay. we received independence in 1975. Oh, awesome. September 16. So, yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> and uh, specifically, the part that you are from in Papua New Guinea, what is it like over there? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's very swampy, though, and the mm-hmm. terrain is really, it's hard. It takes about six hours to get to where I'm from, okay. and you have to go tra- travel six hours and then you get a dinghy and you go down the river to wow, get to where cool. I'm from. Wow, <laughs> so it's an adventure yeah. just to it get is. home. And um, it's not clear waters, it's all mm-hmm. brown and muggy. Oh, um, so you don't want to go swimming in there? No. <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, a lot of crocodiles oh, um, okay. along those areas. So you have to be really careful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's like Australia kind of? Yeah, like, um, you, the you outback could say outback people. kind of place, okay. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so when you go back home, um, or I guess, what do you miss from home? Like, what what's something? The food. The food. Um, um, so different places in Papua New Guinea are known for dif- different things. Mm-hmm. Where I'm from, we're known for our sago and our fish. Oh, um, okay. Sago is like a palm, um, mm. starch food. Oh, and okay. so you would beat it up and then mm-hmm. let it dry for some time. And you could make porridge or whatever you want to do with it. And that's what I miss the most, mm. the porridge type. Yeah. Do you like flavor it with anything? Yeah, fish, like, flavor okay. fish, and uh, one one of my favorite one. It's called in my language. It's called suepari, but it's a mm-hmm. it's a leaf that makes the okay. porridge taste really good. Mm. So that's what I really miss from home. That's really cool. Yeah. So, what kind of um, jobs like? Do you live in more of a village? Like when you go back home, it's kind of smaller than the city? Yes. And so yes, what kind of jobs do they do? Is it lots of farming, fishing? A lot of fishing and farming. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the, the avenue now is mostly selling betel nuts and the okay. fish. Um, betel nuts is, is like a <laughs> sedative kind of n- uh, nut. So you have mm-hmm. to eat it with um, lime and mustard. And okay. uh, yeah, it makes you a little bit dizzy, but it's oh. very, I don't know if you've heard of it, but mm-hmm. it makes your mouth go red and oh. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And yeah, usually people sell that to make an income um, and also fish. Yeah. Do they sell it like in the city? Yeah. Or just so they have like to travel. They do mm-hmm. all that. They um, collect everything that they need mm-hmm. and then they pack it up and travel all the way to the city oh and goodness. sell it at the city and re- buy whatever they need at the city and then go back to the wow. village. 
There you go. So, so they have to travel back up the river yeah, to get to the city. So yeah. And you said you spent a little bit of time in the city, right? Yes. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about how that was compared to li- going from like living in more of a village yeah. to to the city? Well, city is more of like it's easier to get from one place to another. You're basically getting on a bus to another, you know, another location. Whereas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you're in the village, you're either walking from one place to another or you're getting a canoe to one place or another and it requires a lot of effort and pr- preparation to going from one place to another right. so um, sometimes when, when, when we're there in the village we would be um, we'll say okay we're going to um, a place up north then we have to prepare the whole week to go wow. up north because it's not an easy journey the mm-hmm. terrain is not as you know as in the city mm-hmm. so yeah that's basically the difference yeah really cool and did you, so did you have a big family back home and would you all help around different places or how was it for you? Oh, I have a massive family, <laughs> a crazy massive family. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, it's too crazy. But um, my granddad had about 10 kids and his children have 10,000 kids. <laughs> so I, I basically know my cousins like from to five generations you know wow, wow that's so amazing. fifth cousin sixth cousin i know all of them uh-huh. we have a really good relationship as well so i think family for us is a big thing yeah. it's the moral support it's the you know financial support as well right. so none no one is homeless at home you know yeah. if you're if your parents get angry at you you have your auntie <laughs> to go and live with so that's so <laughs> everyone supports each other that's yeah great. yeah so so I was reading up on the internet just before just to get like an idea and it said that these villages are really really strong like their culture is really strong today like they're very recognized like in the government as having um, a say is that true or, or what yeah it is it mm-hmm. is uh, we have sp- like like many other countries chiefs mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. um, but there's a local level government that also communicates with the chiefly people mm-hmm. And whatever the village villagers need, they talk to the um, the local level government, and then it goes up, you know, the hierarchies oh, okay. and all that. Yeah. Um, in terms of like a lot of uh, like services in rural areas, it's not as good as it's it is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a we're a thriving country. Mm-hmm. It's a developing country, and we're getting there. So. Yeah, it takes, I think, a lot of effort in terms of politics and um, yeah, education-wise mm-hmm. and getting us there. So I think studying what I'm studying yeah. uh, will probably help me to, you know, help those that are less fortunate and just to help my country, I guess. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to write stories about or, like, as an anthropologist, I don't know a lot about that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to go back and then kind of research your own culture? Yes, yes, okay. that's what I want to do. I want to research my own culture and basically for me is to preserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Preserve it because I've, you know, coming here and learning about different con- countries and their cultures and seeing that some have been preserved and some not, you know, and it, it when I was doing a research on language, it says in every two weeks a language is lost. Wow. wow. So I feel like as diverse as Papua New Guinea is, 
um, it's really something that I want to preserve for future generations to know that oh these people did exist yeah they did have this language uh-huh. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's so cool. And yeah. uh, just when you were saying that, I was um, wondering how, where are you going to start with um, trying to preserve it when you go back home? Do you have any ideas of what yes, you're going to yes. do? Yes, so mm-hmm. currently um, I'm working on an internship to do museum. museum oh, wow. Internship. Yeah. So okay. I think that that's one place I want to start with. Yeah. But um, I also am wanting to do um, urban planning in terms of okay. organizing um like I said, it's a country that's, you know, still thriving. And mm-hmm. I think that's important for me to learn the skills of urban planning and also um, mm-hmm. culture preservation in terms of, you know, um, just helping in that in the in those areas, mm-hmm. planning out cities, planning out villages or just places that will also protect the culture and the people. Mm-hmm indigenous people like a modern historian yeah Yeah. that kind of perspective i have that kind of perspective i like it cool yeah it's awesome so long term like i mean at the end of your life what what do you want to accomplish like what do you want to look back and say like i did that like i that's a good question (laughs) 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 um i see my professor dr kaili and Mm -hmm. like um, sister walker and Mm -hmm. dr MacArthur and I think I want to be able to teach other kids too. Yeah, mm-hmm. teach the um, rising generation, and see that you know if I can teach other people and let that legacy live on, then my work is is done. Yeah, <laughs> you can so yeah. pass it on. To yeah, them. yeah, it's like the domino effect. That's what I want to to mm-hmm. have on the other generation. So, yeah, it doesn't matter what I do. I feel like as long as it's good to help other people then it's worth it yeah yeah definitely i agree i think that's great and um that made me interested to ask so since you want to teach what is the school system like over there is it similar to hawaii or is it pretty different it's very different it's very very different i think that's the reason to why when we come here we take classes that um you know, help us not have culture shock. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, the system here is really different as in, in terms of, like, learning English. We speak British English. Mm-hmm. All oh, our yeah. system is just British. So mm-hmm. um, coming here and learning a different sect, like, um, policies are different. And, um, yeah, just I find it really interesting to know that, you know, um, we do have we have four semesters in a year, but we have like one week break, two week break. Like oh, I was yeah. talking to you guys yeah. prior. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here we have this big holiday summer in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was I thought I thought it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really weird. Yeah. We usually have the holidays at the end of the year. That's yeah. when you know. Mm, that's cool. But yeah, um, but it's good to learn different systems. Yeah, it makes you become a well-rounded citizen. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's great. Do you like it better at home, like how they have kind of year-round school? Um, do you feel like the education system is like is um, needing improvement, or like it's pretty good how it is? In terms of my country, or over here? Um, either one. Yeah. Like, I think. What's your view? The systems are fit for the specific countries, mm-hmm. and that is why it's meant for those countries. You know. Yeah. Um. It is different for Papua New Guinea because it was, you know, in some point in time we were run by the British. And so I think that's how we're structured. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and as well as America. So I wouldn't yeah. say that I choose one over the other. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the experiences make me a well-rounded person and mm-hmm. a well-rounded citizen, I guess. Yeah, you get a little bit of both. Yeah, and it's com- good to have a yeah. uh, best of both worlds. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The American yeah. and the British makes you, gives you an open, open mind, open mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned a little bit about culture shock as well. Did you experience a lot of that coming to Oahu? Uh, I think for me it wasn't really because I served in Australia and around New Zealand. So oh, okay. It was, I served um, missions there, so it okay. wasn't really a shock. But in terms of coming here, especially when in terms of English, learning the English language, mm-hmm. yeah. And the yeah. spellings are different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah especially with the British yeah, system, yeah. huh? It's like, oh, since it's this spelled this way, mm-hmm. C-N-T-R, where are we? It's T-R, C-N-T-R-E-R-E. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> uh, I do yeah. notice that. We work at the Reading Writing Center, and, like, some people do it the British way, which I don't think any teacher is going to be like, that is wrong, you know? You'll get the, the message, but mm-hmm. it is kind of different. So do you see yourself teaching in PNG or do you see yourself like staying here in Hawaii or? Um, I'm being influenced by my professors here. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could come back here, but my mm-hmm. main focus is to teach my people. Yeah. yeah. It's to go back and help my people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I want to do. Yeah. And improve probably the systems there as well. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. a change, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. How, I, I'm not sure how anthropology works, where you go to research or how, like, um, so I guess, do you ask people for their stories? Um, like, maybe, like, older people, like, what are what are our stories? Or do you research by <coughs> watching? And, like, how, how does that become part of your research? The research, um, anthropology covers, like, a very big spectrum and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't understand what it is um, yeah. so there are four sections it's like cultural biology linguistics um, I don't know I forgot the other one but mm-hmm. um, from for me I you could do that I could I could do that like collect stories observe mm-hmm. people and all that but you can also like I said it covers like urban planning it yeah. covers um, um, systems health systems mm-hmm. and Anyone can do anthropology and go into researching the health system, researching the, um, let's say, the government system, yeah. and providing policies for them, uh, just providing ways. It's more like yeah. being like a consultant. Yeah. Know, finding ways and solutions to help people. So It's really smart. Yeah. yeah. And we talked a lot about... Um, kind of like preserving the culture and that how that will help the people mm-hmm. as well and that made me wonder what sorts of like do you have any cultural traditions or celebrations that you really enjoy back oh, home yes, yes could you tell us about a um, few of those so when maybe? I was back home we would always it's a family thing we would mm-hmm. always do um well there's heaps there's a lot mm-hmm. of um what you call it, celebrations that we do. The one that we really enjoy is September 16th. This is when uh, we celebrate our country's independence. Mm. Um, And then there's this big Hirimuala festival. Mm -hmm. The festival basically talks about how um, the trading between where I'm from, um, the Gulf of Papua New Guinea, and the central area. And so they they travel from one place to another, um, trading fish, sago, and like just 
quinas and toyas. Quina and toyas like our currency. Okay. That's the money that we. So traditionally, we traded that with um with the neighboring uh, places. So that it be, it has become like a festival, festival of canoes, festival of oh, culture, nice. mm-hmm. and so everyone just goes and display it. And we enjoy going to see it as well. So. Yeah. That's one of the things. When it comes to September 16, we're prepared <laughs> yeah. for it. Like, <laughs> let's do this, people. Yeah. We've been preparing cool. the whole of how many months to, to do this. So, yeah. That's really cool. So, if people were visiting, you would suggest that they go during that yeah, time during and that time. party? That's pretty, pretty um, hard. It's pretty hot over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, hey, if you just go with the mindset of enjoying yourself and yeah. just go do it. Mm. yeah yeah so cool and so well during that celebration with the canoes will like a tribe get together and like work on a certain canoe Mm -hmm. and then display it so there's a there's a legend that goes about how the first canoe came about it's Mm -hmm. called the lakatoi Mm -hmm. and it was created in the um central area of papua new guinea Uh and the lakatoi edda his name is edda isiabo he was the one who um was I think taken underwater and was taught by some ancestors and then he came up and he built that canoe and he traveled from um, the central of Papua New Guinea to the Gulf of Papua and they started trading from there on. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm I think yeah, in terms of culture that has been one of the things that we, we still we still do. Mm-hmm. Um so the canoe goes from one place, like all the central areas and then it will come all the way to the city area, and then we all just stand on the, you know, beach and welcome. Oh, so it's almost oh. like the same journey that <coughs> yeah, the yeah. old legend so tells. Yeah. That's that's really so cool. So it comes that way, and it's a really big celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people get into it. When you say get into it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they really go. Yeah, it sounds fun. fun. Yeah. So, are there any religious celebrations? Is there like, um, like very many different religions because of all the different languages, or is there like a main one? Um, so, different cultures had their own way of doing things. We mm-hmm. didn't have like a specific set of culture until, mm-hmm. um, let's say, the influence of British and the Christ in Christianity in Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. So, when they came, they started doing away with a lot of like our traditional practices. I said, oh, this is not important, you know. You only have one God. But we had our own gods, and they were our, ances- yeah. our ancestors. We believed in that. Mm-hmm. Until yeah. Christianity came in, we, like, put all of that aside. But now when you think of it, like, when I see it from, uh, mm-hmm. from my perspective, is they just it destroyed a lot of uh, the things that we had for yeah. our culture. But at the same time, it was I think it was meant, mm-hmm. meant to be mm-hmm. that way, I guess. But it's up to us to revive and keep it going, keep yeah. the culture going. Yeah. Do you feel like there can be a mix of old culture and new culture? There like has been, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people back home have mixed a lot of um, cultural practices with religion practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's hard. It's yeah. hard to keep one and keep mm-hmm. the other or choose one over the other. Yeah. But people have a way of coping with it. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah, if you if you're a human being, we we cope with things. So yeah, I guess mm-hmm. cool. it goes along with that. So that's cool. Yeah. So when you say um, your ancestors were your gods, um, back in the old time, old times. Mm-hmm. So how would they maybe like pay respects 
to those ancestors or um, like New Zealand, lots of carving, mm-hmm. lots of stuff like that. So is there like a specific way? Yeah. Um, so when I, when I was back in the village before I came here, we had um, this house. It, mm-hmm. We call it the Elavoape. Mm-hmm. And in this house, we that's where the chiefs are. Or most in in the house, there's um different. Excuse me. There's different um carvings of our ancestors oh, and cool. different stories that are carved onto the this beam. Mm. And um, we would go there and pay respects to them. Not only to, it's not like a kind of like a you know religious when you mm-hmm. go in and you pray and it's just going there and being quiet and mm-hmm. trying your best to, to you align yourself with them. Yeah. What would they do? You right, know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So it, almost, it sounds like it almost serves as like, it's almost a way to remember yeah. them and connect, connect with, with them, your family. Yeah. And is that something that's still there today? Yes. The carvings, yes, you yeah. still can go? And yes, we can still go. When I went back home, I uh, we did that. Mm-hmm. Mm, cool. We had to visit places where we felt that were sacred to our ancestors and to to our family, and yeah. it's a special feeling when you go to those kind of places. It's not the same. Like over mm-hmm. here, when I co- when I'm here, I try to make time to go to the heals, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. temples here, um, mm-hmm. so that I could feel the same kind of vibe, mm-hmm. knowing that you know there are people who have gone before me who have put a paved a path for for me. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm not from here, I can yeah. still feel that, you know, they've paved a path for their people and for an outsider to see yeah, who they are. So, yeah. It's like Memorial Day <laughs> when we go to the grave sites and, yeah, it's and like today. pay respects. That's cool. That's really f- nice. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. Is there anything that oh. you really want everyone to know? Yeah. on the podcast because as we were talking I was thinking like preserving culture like this recording in a way mm-hmm. could be a, like through these stories and, and different aspects of the culture you've told can be a way to help yeah. preserve culture as well yeah. um, but is there anything that you really really want people to know or you really want to say about your country or anything like well, that there's a there, that's good and bad about each country right. but I can say that like um we just have to thrive um, and be as good as we can because if we don't have, like, let's say, aloha, then mm-hmm. it's no way we can survive in one particular place, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to come and tell yeah. people that Papua New Guinea is great even though it has its ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Would you recommend traveling there? Like, everybody should go there? <laughs> it's up to you it's up to you just be careful make the right choices meet up with the right people yeah Mm -hmm. and you'll have the time of your life yeah yeah that's awesome well thank you so much for coming on and talking to us yeah (laughs) thanks for tuning in this was the xeno podcast you can stay updated by following our facebook and instagram pages at xeno podcast This podcast was brought to you by BYU-Hawaii's Reading and Writing Center. You can also find us on YouTube or iTunes or by searching Xeno Podcast. That's X-E-N-O Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at BYUH underscore RWC at BYUH.edu.
Thanks for learning by listening.